The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. This is your host, Galen McDowell. I am the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. We're in the midst of a series titled Open Your Mind to Prosperity, which is based upon uh, the book Open Your Mind to Prosperity by Catherine Ponder. I'm requesting that everyone who follows along with this series actually get the book, purchase the book, or whatever you need to do, get the book, because this book, I think, has some of her best work. She is well-known in the New Thought world and the self-help world as being a writer on prosperity, healing, and prayer, and I think this is some of her best work because she took a lot of the principles that she's that she practiced through the years and put them in one book that's concise and powerful. So make sure you get the book Open Your Mind to Prosperity by Catherine Ponder and study along with me. As I'm teaching these shows, I'm requesting that you read the chapter ahead of time. And then as I'm going over some of the basic principles, you're hearing it another way from a different perspective just to help enlighten and work with the guidelines, the principles and techniques in the book. I think it will enhance your your consciousness and help you build a greater prosperity consciousness. So today's topic is or chapter is the secret of permanent prosperity, the secret of permanent prosperity. So she starts off the book in on page 95 of the book by stating that by now your gold dust formula for prosperity is becoming clear. First, you cleanse your mind for prosperity, which we already covered. Second, you create your prosperity mentally in writing pictures and words. We've done that the last three shows. They are all they are all ways of opening your mind to prosperity and receiving it. But now she's going to get into talking about the secret of permanent prosperity is tithing. Now I've done several shows on tithing already because I've taught several prosperity books and a spiritual book that talks that teaches prosperity eventually will talk about how do you ingrain the consciousness of prosperity in your consciousness and it's through the practice of tithing like i've stated before on several other shows 
the law is giving and receiving. The practice is tithing. And I, before I get into Catherine Ponder's perspective on the tithe, and for those who aren't familiar, a tithe is 10% of your gross income that goes back to where you receive your spiritual food, where you receive your spiritual upliftment, where you receive where you're being fed, nurtured, and developed. Wherever that is, whoever that is, whatever, in the spiritual context, that's where the tithe goes. Some people obviously are fed in more than one place, and as I've said to people before, you know, that's up to you to determine how that works. But I want to be clear that the tithe, the 10 percent is for your uh, spiritual fulfillment, where you receive your spiritual foods. So let me read this quote from uh, Jack and Cornelia Addington. They wrote a book titled All About Prosperity years ago. It's an out of print book. Jack uh, Addington was a science of mind minister that was very popular in the 80s and early 90s. He has a lot of really good books. But anyway, he wrote on page 87 of his book, uh, the, uh, the chapter title is Building a Consciousness. Obviously, it was it's talking about prosperity. So one of the things that he talks about as far as tithing is concerned is the psychological aspect of tithing. He states, I believe sincerely that a person will never be completely free in his feeling about money until he establishes the habit of tithing. Without the gift to God off the top, there is apt to be a subconscious fear about money. Tithing overcomes that fear because each time one tithes, there is a continual recognition of the everlasting source. Why do I say off the top? I am reminded of a friend who wrote that she was borrowing the money each month to pay her tithe and wonder why paying the bills was such a struggle. Borrowing the money to pay the tithe defeats the whole purpose of tithing. If one waits until he has scrapped the bottom of the barrel to give the tithe, he will feel poorer than ever and increase in consciousness and the increase in consciousness and its subsequent increase in prosperity will not come. He goes on to say, Let's examine the psychological aspect of tithing. Why does tithing in the right way bring about such a change in the mental attitude of a tither? First and foremost, tithing is an act of faith, a proving up of one's faith. He goes on to say tithing is the evidence of spiritual growth as it pertains to supply. Those who have made this growth eagerly give to the source. So it's important that he says a couple of things. One, that tithing helps you overcome the fear of money, the fear of not having enough, the fear that it will run out. Because it's a consistent reminder that you're connected and one with the source. He, he's saying off the top, in other words, you do it first before you pay the other bills because for, let's just be honest. First of all, as you pay everything else off your responsibilities and you're looking at the pot, the last thing you want to do is then take the last of what you think you have and send it somewhere else. But by blessing off the top, you are developing a consciousness of prosperity so you won't have to scrape the bottom of the barrel at the end. You're developing a consciousness of prosperity and you're getting yourself in the flow of universal good. We have to get in the flow. Then it says it's an act of faith approving of one's faith so you're actually cultivating your faith 
through your giving, through your tithe. Faith is like a muscle. It's developed. You know, people wouldn't go and try to lift a 500-pound weight if they haven't even been going to the gym. Even if you've been going to the gym, have you been working out like you're an Olympic weightlifter? In other words, you and the Olympic weight lead, excuse me, lifter has both have muscles, but your muscles might not be as developed to be able to withstand that level of weight. So we want to be able to have faith that moves mountains, but we haven't developed it. We haven't cultivated it. One of the ways we develop and cultivate cultivate faith is through giving, through tithing. So he goes on to say tithing is the evidence of spiritual growth as it pertains to supply. So it's the evidence because I know who I am in God. I'm one with God and one with my good. I can give. So what I want us to realize is that tithing builds a consciousness of prosperity. I have someone else I want to quote. This is from Edwin Gaines, which I, I had her on the show before. Actually, I interviewed her about the, the four spiritual laws of prosperity. I think I might have actually taught this book. I've taught, I've, I've actually done so many shows now in the last uh, four and a half years that I'm, I probably have. I know I've referenced the book before, but on her in her book, The Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity, she has a whole chapter on what is tithing that I think is really important. She writes on page 28, tithing means giving back to God one-tenth of everything you receive, not just, quote-unquote, the income check, anything that can qualify as something you received financially should be tithed. A tithe should be taken off of it. That's what she's saying. I just wanted you to be clear. All right. And she then talks about her struggle and how she was really broke. And by learning to practice the principle of tithing, she got herself out of debt. Because it did a few things. First of all, the act of tithing makes you very conscious of your money. Many people spend money at the end. Uh, they get a paycheck. They get their investment. They get their um, support, however it comes, however that channel of income comes to an individual. And they'll look up and the money is gone. You know, out in the street, you know, fast food. You know, stop here, stop there, restaurant, shopping, picking up this, picking up that. You look up and the money's gone. It hasn't been saved. It hasn't been whatever because it can create a level. We can be very random when it comes to money. So one of the things that tithing does is it makes, first of all, it makes you look at your money. Okay. The first thing you're doing is saying, let me get my mind in order so I can take the tithe off the top of everything I receive financially. And then it allows you, because now you're being systematic with your money, it allows you to place it where you need to place it. As a matter of fact, even 
Dave Ramsey, who uh, has who's a well-known financial get out of debt expert, teaches in his financial peace uh, uh, classes that tithing is one of the main ways you uh, get out of debt. He actually teaches that even people who are who are, um, you know, deep in debt, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, bankruptcy. He teaches it because he'll say, you know, that's God's money. And Reverend Coleman used to say the same thing. It's not mine. It's God's money. And and somehow, some way, the spirit, the divine law, the activity of God blesses that which has been given and multiplies it. All right. Also on page 44 and 45, actually, she has... Uh, actually goes through all the way to page 52. She has questions about, she answers questions about tithing. She calls it tithing questions and answers. And I love this. She says, what is the purpose of the tithe? The purpose of the tithe is not to build churches or to pay ministers' salaries, although tithes do help to do these and other good things. The real purpose of the tithe is to acknowledge that God is the source of our good and that we are aware and grateful for the good in our lives. She says, what is the tithing promise? If we tithe, we prove God in our lives and the windows of heaven open for us. Then she answered the question, God doesn't need my money. Why should I tithe? Of course, God doesn't need your money. You need to give because tithing is a beginning discipline in giving and receiving. It increases our faith and pushes us through conscious fear. When we tithe, we give back to the universe. And when the universe gives back to us and more, we learn that we cannot outgive God. She even talks about how Abraham was the first uh, recorded tither in the Bible to Melchizedek. It's really, she even says spiritual food. So when I say tied to where you receive your spiritual food, she even covers that. She wrote, spiritual food is that which inspires us, teaches us, reminds us of the truth, and causes us to remember who we really are. It is the end feeling of spiritual energy that reconnects us consciously to the awareness of our own innate divinity. So however that works for you, that's where the tithe should go. So, uh, you know, what I want to just do is just trying to make sure that you have resources. So if you want to look up materials or you have some questions, you have books that you can look up. Unity has an excellent uh, booklet on tithing. I forgot to get it as a resource today, but an excellent booklet, pamphlet on tithing. Uh, all about tithing or tithe and prosper or whatever. And Emmett Fox also has a little booklet on tithing as well. I want to read um, out of one more book before I get to Open Your Mind of Prosperity, and I will cover the main points. This is from the book The Miracle of Tithing by Mark Victor Hansen. And Mark Victor Hansen is the co-author um, and owner of the Chicken Soup of the Soul series. And... 10% of everything that they receive from the sales of all of those chicken soup books uh, is a tie. 10%. Now think about all of the chicken soup books and 
chicken soup TV shows and chicken soup cards and chicken soup everything. Because Mark Victor Hansen had a conversation with Jack Canfield, the other co-owner and author, and said, look, we got we have to practice the principle. If we want this to be multiplied and blessed, we have to tithe off the top. And when Jack got on board with that, and the chicken soup empire just exploded because they're practicing universal law. Now, anyway, uh, Jack, uh, excuse me, Mark Victor Hansen actually was a student. He studied, I ain't going to say student, but he studied under Reverend Ike. And he was a friend of Reverend Coleman. Matter of fact, Reverend Coleman brought him to the church once, or probably more than once, but I saw him here speak once. So what he he does is he also talks about it as seed money for the world. On page 20, he wrote, your tithe is seed money for the world's greater good. So as you're giving into these ministries or places where you're receiving your spiritual uh, food, you're giving to also make the world a better place. All right. Then he goes on to say on page 21, he quotes tithing from the Bible. He gives from Leviticus chapter 27, verse 30. And all the tithe of the land, whether the seed of the land or the fruit of the tree is the Lord's. It is holy unto the Lord. And from Proverbs chapter three, verse 10, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruit of their increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst with new wine. All right. So he's basically covering a lot of stuff. All right. Then he says on page 33 of the book. He says, without a doubt, tithing breaks an addiction to money. So many people are caught up in the idea that money is actually an object that can be handled and manipulated and thus be noticeably absent from one's life. But if you read the universal laws, which he quoted, you should now understand that money is just energy and that that happens to move into physical form. But because money is just energy to begin with, understand that you have a great deal of power in utilizing, attracting and controlling that energy into your life with the law of vibration slash attraction. Tithing helps you gain a better understanding of energy in motion that both works for a greater good and goes out to the universe to inevitably return to you. So those are some those are some resources that you can use for your studying of the tithing principle. But I would say just go ahead and start and when we come back because it's almost time for our first break we'll start working out of the Catherine Ponder book Open Your Mind to Prosperity so we'll be right back with Truth Transforms we'll be right back with Truth Transforms As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach to the world, we count on the support of listeners like you. Please make your donation today. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now.
you have a coach in your corner, a life coach that is, like a coach in sports, a life coach can help you set clear goals and develop the confidence and tools you need to achieve them. Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesdays at 3 p.m. for Vibrant Living on Unity Online Radio. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to help make your life more focused, more meaningful, and more vibrant. Do you have a specific issue or topic you'd like to discuss with Coach Carla? Call in toll-free Tuesdays at 3 p.m. during Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Reverend Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. We're in the midst of the series, Open Your Mind to Prosperity by Catherine Ponder. So let's get right to the book now, page 97, because some of the things I've covered already, I covered out of the points from the other books that I uh, read out of for, you know, for, so you possibly can add to your library. Extra resources always help. So she wrote on page 97, tithing a millionaire's formula. As the Bible's first millionaire, Abraham learned the success secret from the Babylonians, who are among the most prosperous people of the past, etc., etc. Next paragraph, Abraham passed along the tithing law of prosperity to his grandson Jacob, who included it in his success covenant. And then she references the millionaires of Genesis, if you want to read that the metaphysical understanding of that. But the point of it is throughout the Bible, especially with the patriarchs, you see them teaching, making sure that the first goes back to God. The first 10 goes back to God. Um, and she talks about Jesus and Paul would have, were, were Jews. So they, they gave offerings at the temple and things of that nature because it's not quote unquote taught that way does not mean that they were not practicing Jews. Matter of fact, um, in in the early church, they almost had they they brought everything to the church to take care of the different people. If you read the book of Acts, uh, within the first few chapters, and I didn't do the reference point, maybe I'll look it up at the second break just to give you the exact scripture. They they you know 
you know, I, I don't want to use the word that we would use now for that because it has a misunderstanding, but the community took care of itself. Let's just put it that way through the giving and support of everybody involved. Now, page 98, you can tithe your way out of indebtedness. The act of tithing or giving back to God's work a tenth of one's gross income is not something that some minister dreamed up as a means of raising money. That's key because, uh, you know, unfortunately, just like any profession, there are people who abuse their position. Doctors, lawyers, politicians, police officers, uh, it can be anybody. Uh, it could be the local grocery store person. It could, it could be uh, a construction worker. And it could be ministers. Yes, there can be people who misuse their position. That being said, we always need to be mindful that this isn't a minister's thing. This is a universal law thing. Again, the law is giving and receiving. The practice is tithing. The practice is tithing. And I think it's really important to understand that the practice is tithing. When I was talking with uh, uh, one of the one of our uh, um People who've been, you know, a very strong and, and consistent supporter of Christ Universal Temple through the years, volunteered and at different levels, always jumps in where she's needed. And she said to me that uh, earlier this year, when I was talking about tithing in a conversation with some members, and, and she walked into the conversation, and what she said was just. So strong because I think it's different when you hear from a lay person than a minister because people just say sometimes just assume that this is the conversation, quote unquote, we're supposed to have. And she said, when I first came to this church and I was working with, you know, getting my finances and things together, young person with a family, et cetera. Reverend Coleman told me that a tither is never broke. And I tried it and I've never been broke a day of my life since I started tithing and it had an impact on the people that were listening because they're not hearing a minister say that they're hearing a lay person that they know that they've sat at dinners with and or volunteered with or seen around the church helping out on a Sunday say that when Reverend Coleman taught me that a tither is never broke, and she started tithing from that moment on with the little that she had. She says, I've never been day broke a day of my life since then. Never. And she went on and expounded about how she was blessed. And it's one thing for ministers to say, well, I tithe and this is what happened. And these ministers, I know tithe and this is what happens. But when we hear the people do it, matter of fact, I think this is one of the strengths of the evangelical movement in the um, United States, I can't speak outside of the United States, that one of the things that they push, along with fundamentalism, Christian fundamentalism in general, is they push the concept of tithing. Uh, and their ministries are growing and expanding where many other mainline denominations of spirituality are actually falling. 
why are they able to have multi-site ministries and TV ministries and 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 reach around the globe is because I think somewhat there's some other factors which I'm not going to deny, but that's not my point. I don't have to agree with somebody's theology. The the law says if you give, you receive. So you can be X Y Z minister and you're a tither plus. You're going to get the blessings of your being a tither plus. If your organization tithes, then you're going to get the blessing of that tithe. You know, and I think that sometimes that's what we don't get, that the law is impersonal. So you might not agree with somebody's theology, but their practice is allowing them to be blessed. You don't agree with some people's positions, but their practice is allowing them to be blessed because the law is the law says give and you will receive. And when they give, they get their blessings. Just think about it. All right. She wrote on page 98, when you give consistently to God's work, you open the way to receive consistently in your own. So it's almost like priming the pump. In the old days, they talked about how if if it was a well that had a pump, you had to bring a little water to the pump to pour it in to prime the pump to pull the water up. So by putting in a little water, you got a lot of water. Priming the pump. Uh, some people look at it as planting seeds, as, uh, not just for the world, but for yourself. That by giving, you're creating your own harvest. All right. And then she wrote on page 98, but I cannot afford to tithe. Then she said, then you cannot afford not to tithe. And then she gives excellent stories about um, how she learned how to tithe by through somebody else's demonstration of tithing, how a person got out of massive debt. And sometimes when we read Catherine Ponder books, we have to realize that if she's saying she was watching somebody tithe in the 1950s, being ten or $20,000 in debt in the 1950s, that was a lot of money. That was a lot of money. And she's saying, so, you know, and when she starts talking about people getting these financial blessings, we have to make sure that we go back and think about how much that money was as it relates to the story. Even when she wrote the, wrote the book, you know, most of these books were written in the, in the 60s, 70s, and early 80s. Therefore, the numbers don't always match up to how we think now. But think about how, you know, if you're around long enough, how much gas was in the 70s and how much a Big Mac was in the 70s or whatever else that you like to do versus now. And it, and if you're around in the 50s and 60s and you definitely know how much things cost and being tens of thousands of dollars of debt back then or having $10,000 of credit owed, that was a lot of money. So she's talking about massive demonstrations. Page 100. She wrote, tithing your time isn't enough. She, quote, a woman said, I do not see why I should tithe my money. I tithe my time to God's work. I am a Sunday school teacher. I replied, that's fine. But what are you trying to demonstrate? More time or more money? 
oh, I would like to have more time, but I really need more money. I suggested that she check out the tithing promises in the Bible. They all spoke of tithing money and financial assets. Nowhere does the Bible talk about tithing one's time. Commendable, though, that is. Now, I believe in time tithing, but it's not a substitute for financial tithing. I believe it's another way to open up and give to the universe to get a blessing. But we need to be clear that it's not a substitute for actual financial tithing. All right. And then she gives some more stories about how people put that into practice. And then on page 101, she wrote about uh, a man who held off the tie. And his name was Robert Letourneau. The engineering genius became famous for his tithing in his book, Mover of Men and Mountains. He speaks of the time that he started tithing when his business was so good that one year he decided to hold on to his tithe. She quoted him or his book. God, we have had a good year. Instead of giving you your tithe of $100,000, which the business owes you this year, I'm going to reinvest that 100000 in the business, and you will get that tithe and much more next year. He suffered one financial reverse after another. Bad weather kept his construction work from going forward. At the end of the year, he was $100,000 in debt. He learned from that experience never to withhold the tithe and never try to bargain with God about it. In reflecting upon the lesson he learned, he quipped, it is all right to give God credit, but he can also use cash. That's, I like that statement. It was just funny. Uh, later, Lee Tornos ties ran into the millions, and he had to form a private foundation just to handle the distribution of them. Now, then he goes on. Well, let me just stop here for a moment, because what he's basically saying is don't hold it off. They say, well, I'll give more later. So, for instance, you get a, you, you, you know, instead of tithing what you're supposed to tithe this month off of these paychecks, you say, well, I'll just double it next month or I'll, do, I'll wait three months or four months. Don't withhold because when you withhold, you step out of the flow. Now, humanity has a, a, a habit. Let me just put it that way. I don't want to use it in proper terms. A habit of doing stuff that works. And then seeing the success and then deciding to do something else. It's amazing. It doesn't make a difference what it is. You know, it's sort of like when people say, uh, if you want to keep the person that you're with, do what you were doing to get them in the first place. But a person will get it, somebody, the significant other, the spouse, the whatever, and then stop treating them the way they did to get them in the first place. It's no different with tithing. It's no different than practicing these principles will see that the affirmations work we'll see that the forgiveness works we'll see that writing it down works we'll see that the visualization and making the vision boards or treasure maps or image books work we'll do all of the work walk in the blessings we'll see that the tithing works walk in the blessing and then once the success is overflowing we'll just stop doing it and think and the ego kicks in and thinks that okay i can just let it ride out now i don't have to maintain the practices no it's no different than being an athlete, being a Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant or LeBron James. To stay on top, you have to stay on your game. As Allen Iverson said, and he might not have realized what he was saying when he said it. We're talking about practice, yes. Tithing is a practice. We're talking about practice. 
because the practice will determine how you play the game of life. So you have to maintain your practices to maintain your blessings. All right. Then she goes on to talk about people who were some of the wealthiest people in the earlier part of the 20th century. She talks about uh, many of the country's millionaires attribute their wealth to tithing, the Rockefellers, the Heinz people, Heinz Ketchup, the Quaker Oats people, the Kraft people, and much more. I did a show um, before, previously, about tithing, and I talked about some other people, modern people who are tithers that people wouldn't even think about now. Uh, one of the people who, when I did some research on tithing, um, I had heard it, but then I did some research on it afterwards, was... Um, or is of Kim Kardashian. Now, people can like or not like her, you know, because I always say she's famous for doing nothing. You know, I'll totally admit that. And, or, but, and when I say doing nothing, I mean, you know, talent. But the law is the law. The law doesn't care what I, you, or anybody else thinks about anybody. If that person puts the practice in the, in the play, they will receive the results of the practice because she has what she has by right of her consciousness, just like I have what I have by right of mind, and you have what is yours by right of your consciousness. So you can't interfere with her blessing, and she can't interfere with yours as long as you're practicing the principles that keep you in a consciousness of permanent prosperity. All right. So, before we go to our second break, let me remind you that this show, along with all, with all the other shows on Unity Online Radio, are supported by your donations. So, as you freely receive, freely give, go to unity.fm, click on the donate button, and help support this online ministry. Remember that this show has a Facebook page, Truth Transformed, with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you're on Facebook, uh, go to the page, click like, uh, share some of the posts I post about different spiritual things, videos, quotes, etc. Let's help support and spread the message. If you like these messages and you think that they can help support other people, put them on your social media uh, platforms. Let the word get out that we're doing some good things on this show. Also, want to remind you that these shows on iTunes and Stitcher, which is an app for Android devices. So, besides going to the website to listen to the podcast, you can also look it up, look me up, and the show on iTunes or Stitcher. So, we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Have you asked your soul what it wants? Or are you so busy meeting the needs of everyone else? Family, friends, children, bosses, that you haven't checked in with the part of you that matters most? Janet Connor asked this question and received an answer. Your soul wants five things. That's it. Five things. Your soul wants to connect with source. Commit to values serve a purpose, express itself creatively, and last, it longs to create a beautiful, abundant life. 
Janet Connor teaches five wisdom habits that meet those needs. You can take each course separately or register for the complete Your Soul Wants Five Things series and receive $1,000 in bonuses for free. Visit JanetConnor.com and explore all five courses in her signature series, Your Soul Wants Five Things. Your soul will thank you. Tens of thousands of listeners, like you, have been transformed through the ministry of Paulette Pipe and her program, Touching the Stillness, one of the longest-running programs on Unity Online Radio. Paulette's latest album of guided meditations, Blissful Stillness, is a new and different experience. The mystical quality of her beautiful voice will reverberate through a Zen-style meditation, a mudra meditation, which are yoga hand positions to deepen your practice, and guided meditations, which we know and love. It features a new instrumental sound by Kelly Hunt with a bonus track by Kathy Zavada. Experience a blissful immersion into quiet and stillness by purchasing your own copy at Shop. Dot UnityOnline.org You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. All right, let's get right back to the book. And if you want to call in to ask a question or give a testimony, you can call in to 888-558-6489. 888-558-6489. All right. So she talks about where you give is important, which I've already covered. You know, and I love the analogy she she gives. She said she wrote on page 102. Tithe where you are getting your help and inspiration if you wish to be prospered. It is inconsistent to do otherwise. To get spiritual help from one place and tithe to another is like going to one doctor for help and trying to pay another. Or like eating in one restaurant and yet paying for your meal. And another, giving where you are receiving spiritual help and inspiration keeps you in touch with the flow of supply. So obviously nobody would go to a steakhouse and then leave there and walk across the street to the seafood restaurant and pay them for the steak you ate at the steak restaurant. It doesn't make sense. And it doesn't make sense to say, well, my family goes to this church. I really don't. Uh, get anything from them and I get my food for, at this other church or this other program, um, workshop, seminar, or whoever you follow. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. You know, so make sure that you are in your flow. Because here's the thing. Uh, she talks about it on page 103. She says, there's one basic problem in life, congestion. There is one solution, circulation. 
and she uh and she says if your financial affairs have stagnated into indebtedness hard times and constant problems you can clear up the congestion through the beginning through beginning to trust god to help you through your act of tithing to him or it as i would say tithing is an act of faith that brings about circulation and dissolves congestion so even in the midst of circulation as a person is giving to you you're at the xyz church and that ministry that pastor is feeding they're feeding you and through the law of giving and receiving the ministry is receiving to be able to bless others and more people and support the part people who are actually giving that's a part of it, even though the law is between you and god your tithe is between you and god the physical manifestation of where you're being fed uh, what's happening is as you give, you receive as they receive, they give. So both are giving on the front end. Therefore, both are receiving. Therefore, the law is fulfilled because now when you give to, to receive instead of receive to give. What's actually happening is that is a, also an act of love and love is the fulfillment of the law. So as you're giving and receiving, giving and receiving, the minister or ministry is giving and receiving. The parishioners are giving and receiving. Love is present. The divine law of increase is present. That which needs to be attracted in the space is present. That which needs to be generated out of the space is given, is given because it's complete. Giving and receiving. So realize that that if a ministry or minister is blessed because of the, through the law of giving and receiving and tithing, they're also giving and receiving and also tithing themselves. So what's ended up happening is sometimes people, you know, I actually had a person say to me one time that they couldn't give uh, to a church where the minister was living or driving better than them. And I said, well, would you want to follow a person who didn't look like they could demonstrate anything that they were talking about? I said, so if this person is saying, if you do these things, you'll be blessed. And then you don't see any signs of blessings in their life. Why would you want to follow them? I said, on top of that, as, as, as they're giving in a job that's 24 seven to, to quote unquote, feed the flock to be a CEO of a corporation, to be a financial officer of a corporation, to be a leader of not just paid but volunteer staff, which means when you are leading people who are volunteers, that means that you have to use influence and love because there's no paycheck to hold over anybody's head to do right. Developing and mentoring people, discipling people, transforming, helping people's lives, visiting people in the hospital, officiating weddings, um, uh, officiating transition services, counseling, all of what makes up what people call a minister, you don't feel as though that as that person is giving and feeding into your soul that you shouldn't be giving and supporting back that type of work. That's interesting to me. And I, I mean, I really had, a, and, and the person I was having this conversation with, I've known a long time, you know, couldn't get past the, the preacher got a Cadillac or whatever. Instead of saying that preacher earned that Cadillac through hard work, dedication, and the practicing of the principles. 
And if you follow along and do the same, uh, and then you hear what well, my grandmama gave and my whatever, you don't know what your grandmama's blessings were or weren't because of what she gave or didn't give. You have no idea. And it's one aspect of it. Because to be a good giver, the other thing you have to be is a good receiver. So some people will give, but but you have but the second part of the promise is that you give, you will receive. I'll open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you will not have room enough to receive from Malachi ten. But if the windows are open and you're not receptive, you can't benefit. If the windows of heaven are open, which is a metaphor, which means the abundance of God, and you go back in the house so you don't get wet, you don't get the blessings. So you go back into your limited house of beliefs. Anyway, back to the book. So we're talking about being in the flow, circulation. Reverend Ike says never spend money. Always use the term circulate. He removed out of his vocabulary the word spend, and he only used the term circulate because he always wanted to think of everything he he utilized, what we would call spend, as circulation because circulate means to come back. She says on page 105 an important point. Bottom of the page, uh, talking about the the IRS. The Internal Revenue Service allows you to tithe up to half of your adjusted income. A lawyer who tithes a tenth of his legal income before expenses has said, if I don't give it to God's work, I've got to give it in taxes. Since I do not get to keep it, I prefer to give it where it will help and spiritually inspire many people. This man has prospered incredibly. So you are going to give the tithe equivalent in taxes. One of the things that at least the United States government does is it makes sure that when you give to a non-for-profit like a church, that the money is the or the donation is tax deductible. So you get to choose how your money helps people and get the blessing because you're practicing the the law of giving and receiving through the practice of tithing 10%. Just think about that. Either the government is going to take it or you get to give it to where your spiritual, to a spiritual community that you believe in and support. One way or another, they're going to get it. So you can take it off the top and allow it to support God's work. Or you can allow the government to take it and possibly be used for good. Possibly it could be wasted, which we know is a consistent problem in the government. All right. Gross or net? Gross. I really don't have too much else to say about that because taxes and other all the other stuff that are taken out of the, the, the our money comes before we actually get the money. All the taxes and Social Security and all that other stuff comes out before we ever receive a dime. So it's the same thing. All right. She also says on page 107, when you do not give voluntarily to the constructive experiences of life, you will have to give involuntary to the destructive experiences of life. But you must, but give you must. So I think it's important we recognize that somehow, some way, and I don't know why, through the practice of tithing and the law of giving or receiving, somehow we 
we insulate ourselves from a lot of issues and drama. I ain't gonna say everything in the world, but but a lot of things uh, don't happen because because it has to be movement and change in life. Either you're instigating that change or you're being impacted by it. So when you tithe, you're actually in the flow of the give, and you're insulating yourself from many things that can be touching your life. I don't I can't tell you how how it works. All I'm saying is it works. So when you don't somehow some way through things breaking down through situations or circumstances that you couldn't see coming around the corner, you end up losing the money anyway. And many times in, at times when it comes in such an impactful way that you really can't afford to do it. So that's why we tied. So I want everybody to go over page 110 and 11 because she gives a summary of the tithing points and investigate your heart. As I've said to people before, if, if you think it's too much of a mental leap, start at five, start, start at six, whatever it is. And then, you know, every couple of months build up till you get to 10 build your faith muscle because it will matter you know obviously you can just start now and just go for it and put the practice in place it'll help shift your consciousness around money immediately but if you're still dealing with some fear factors deal start it commit to a point to a percentage and go forward and if you have a, a spouse that doesn't believe in it or or other circumstances like that where your money is tied to other people use what's yours and do it so next week we're going to cover uh, prosperity through the divine plan prosperity through the divine plan so let's keep working with it knowing that we're going to demonstrate this prosperity God bless you and I'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms Thank you for tuning. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. The benefits of spiritually conscious living start now. For a time-tested method to live with purpose and release your infinite potential, tune in to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien, every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. before in the history of humankind has change been so rapid. Jobs of yesterday are disappearing and new careers are being discovered. 
Where competition once prevailed, there is now a pioneering spirit of cooperation and creativity. It has been said, real learning comes about when competition has ceased. When we release limiting ideas and fears, we are then free from a competitive living, and the way is open for cooperation and harmonious living. By relaxing, letting go, and renewing your faith in positive and good outcomes in all affairs, you can make a harmonious difference in your ever-changing world. This message has been brought to you by the Association of Unity Churches International. To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org. At Metaphysical Rock 2, we demystify metaphysics to help you live life at a deeper level. One of our key principles is the recognition that you always have the power to choose how you respond to any situation. Instead of asking, why did this happen to me? A better practice, which aligns with the metaphysical principles we share, is to ask yourself the question, how can I use this for good? We promise you'll experience a transformation in thinking that will reap huge dividends as you master the art of living metaphysically. For new perspective and spiritual insight, listen to Metaphysical Romp 2 with co-hosts Rev. Paul Hasselbeck, Rev. Bill Holton, and Rev. Cher Holton. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time, here on Unity Online Radio. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.